Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. I'm Scott Wade, and I'm just as normal as you are. Well, for the last couple of months, our casual conversations have been all about the new normal. Uh, We're basing our conversation around the book by uh, Watchman Nee, The Normal Christian Life. To be honest with you, I almost quit a couple weeks ago. I felt like the material was kind of dragging on. It was a little bit technical. Now, it wasn't too theological. Um, Nothing really is too theological because theology is simply words about God. But I thought that the book was getting down into the weeds a little bit, and I thought, you know, this is just just going on a little too long. Well, I'm glad I didn't stop, that I hadn't quit. Because uh, I got to today's conversation, and it's uh, it's based in part upon uh, a chapter eight of Nee's book, and uh, that uh, chapter is called the Holy Spirit. And when I read that chapter, I was so excited about these next few conversations. As a matter of fact, I am dividing that chapter up into uh, three separate conversations. Well, let's start with an observation. First of all, we know that the Holy Spirit is a gift from God. Jesus said, if you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? And then in Acts chapter 2, we read uh, the words of the Apostle Peter, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the uh, words of uh, Luke, uh, again, uh, as he wrote uh, Acts, uh, the book of Acts, he said the believers from among the circumcised who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. This is a good season to be talking about gifts. Lan and I, uh, earlier in the week, we uh, did all our gift wrapping for Christmas, and we're starting actually to decorate today. You see, our kids are coming uh, over Thanksgiving because of the family schedules, and we're going to celebrate Christmas uh, together a little early this year. And so we've been uh, wrapping gifts and getting ready in our minds as well as in our home and and me at church and the messages that I'm preaching. So I'm thinking about gift giving. Well, God has wrapped up a gift for us too. And, And like my kids are coming to get their gifts at Thanksgiving, we need to come and get the gift from God. I like how Nee states it. He says, God's gifts are freely given to all. But if the blessings that are ours in Christ are to become ours in experience, we must know on what grounds we can appropriate them. And that's going to be our focus for the next couple of weeks, the uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit. And, and speaking of the gift of the Holy Spirit, uh, as I read this, I, I found a fascinating distinction that Nee made. This is something that I had had never really uh, thought of, but he makes a distinction between the spirit outpoured and the indwelling spirit, the spirit outpoured and the indwelling spirit. Now, I've never made that distinction. So let's go ahead and get started uh, with the spirit outpoured. Now, when we talk about the outpoured spirit, we are joining with the saints in this blessed privilege. Think of it. We uh, who are uh, non-entities, as Nee referred to us, uh, we can have this same spirit resting upon us uh, 
as rested upon Moses, the friend of God, or upon David, the beloved king, upon Elijah, the mighty prophet. By receiving the gift of the outpoured spirit, we join the ranks of these Old Testament heroes. In order to understand the outpoured spirit, uh, we could also uh, go to the New Testament. And, and uh, the scripture we read a moment ago, I want to, uh, to read that again, but I want to link it up with what Peter said earlier in his sermon. And so we're going to look at Acts chapter 2, verses 32 and 33, and then we're going to go on to 38 and read that again. Uh, so listen to the word of the Lord. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses. Now listen to this, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. And then Peter said to them down in verse 38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if we listen to, to verses 32 and 33 there, we see that God raised Jesus up and then he was exalted to the right hand of God. And then having uh, been exalted to the right hand of God he, and received the Holy Spirit, he poured out the Holy Spirit upon the church. And then Peter said to those listening to his sermon there on Pentecost, that if you'll repent and be baptized, you too will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit was poured out because Jesus was exalted. This outpouring had no connection to, it had no dependence upon the efforts of those disciples in the upper room. Uh, and this outpouring of the Holy Spirit has no dependence upon your efforts or mine, but it's based solely upon the merits of Jesus that he is exalted. It's not dependent upon who we are, but who he, who, excuse me, who he is, the Son of God. Not because of what we are, but what he is, the exalted Savior. Jesus is exalted, and the Spirit is poured out. This is exactly like the other benefits of the atonement. Jesus died on the cross, and I received forgiveness of sins. Jesus rose from the dead, and I received new life. Jesus was exalted and I receive the Holy Spirit. Well, now the Lord has been glorified. Therefore, we know that the Spirit has been poured out. There are no other qualifications for the outpouring of the Spirit. Jesus is exalted. The Spirit is poured out. There's no qualifications for you, for your church, for the church, or for our world. And if we've not received the Holy Spirit, it's not because he has not been poured out. We need to believe the revelation of that fact, and then we will receive it. And this helps me understand uh, something else in the book of Acts. In, in uh, chapter 19, we read about Paul going to the city of Ephesus. And he asked some believers there, he said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when or since you believed? And they said, well, we haven't even heard so much, haven't so much as heard about the Holy Spirit. Well, on hearing about the Holy Spirit, hearing Paul's preaching about Jesus, the scripture says they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. That's Acts chapter 19, verses 5 and 6. And so 
I understand that better now. They hadn't hadn't received that revelation that the Spirit had been poured out. But once they did, here were believers who uh, had the Spirit poured out upon them right away. Let me uh, let me uh, rephrase that. Uh, they didn't have the Spirit poured out on them right away. They received the outpoured Spirit right away. Well, today I want to finish up uh, again looking at that chapter, that verse, uh, Acts 2.38. As you hear these verses, I want you to think how the Spirit is freely given by God, but there are conditions to be fulfilled on my part before I receive Him. So Peter said, Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, four things are mentioned in this verse. Repent, be baptized, the forgiveness of sin, and receiving the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to, to really make this simple. Uh, there, The first two are conditions, repent and be baptized. The second two, then, are the gifts, receive forgiveness, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Well, have you repented? If you've repented, and again, I'm oversimplifying this. If you've repented, then you have received forgiveness of sins. Have you been baptized? What is baptism? Baptism is a public confession of Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's an identification with Jesus when we go into the water and when we come up out of the water. And uh, so uh, have you been baptized, publicly testified, and confessed your identity with the Lord. Well, then receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been poured out. You need only to receive this gift. Nee makes a, a wonderful illustration about purchasing a book. But before we uh, consider that, I would like to share a word with you from Momentum Ministries. Hi, this is Amy. Would you pray for Pastor Scott this week? He's going to be in Ridgecrest, North Carolina to promote Momentum Ministries at a discipleship conference with the Church of the Nazarene. Please pray that God uses this opportunity to open more avenues of ministry for Pastor Scott and Momentum. Also, we want to remind you to visit our website for devotional books for Advent and the New Year. Order Christmas with Luke for a 25-day devotional journey leading up to Christmas. And the climb start here is a perfect Christmas gift for the start of the new year. You can find these and other titles on MomentumMinistries.org. Thank you. Okay, welcome back. Um, as I, I've stated last week, I don't like to read, but uh, Nee words this so well, and I want to give you this uh, illustration uh, from the bookstore in his own words. Suppose I went into a bookshop, selected a two-volume book, priced at 10 shillings, and having put down a 10-shilling note, walked out of the shop, carelessly leaving one volume on the counter. When I reached home and discovered the oversight, what do you think I should do? I should go straight back to the shop and get the forgotten book. But I should not dream of paying anything for it. I should simply remind the shopkeeper that both volumes were duly paid for and ask him if he would therefore kindly let me have the second one. Without any further payment, I would march happily out of the shop with my possession under my arm. Would you not do the same thing under the same circumstances? But you are under the same circumstances. If you have fulfilled the conditions, you are entitled to two gifts, not just to one. You've already taken the one. 
Why not just come and take the other now? Say to the Lord, Lord, I've complied with the conditions for receiving remission of sins and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now I come to thee to take the gift of the Holy Ghost and to praise thee for it. And so uh, I would just remind you as need did, you have met the conditions. You've received forgiveness of sins. But I would ask you, have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? As Peter said in that Pentecost sermon, the promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God calls to himself. The promise is for you. The gift is for you. By faith, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that, my friend, is the normal Christian life. I want to close with a uh, prayer that Nee uh, has in the book. Lord Jesus, we are in a life partnership. You and I and the Father has promised us two things, glory for you and the Spirit for me. You, Lord, have received the glory. Therefore, it is unthinkable that I have not received the Spirit. Lord, I praise you. You have already received the glory, and I have already received the Spirit. Amen. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining uh, with us. And uh, next week, we're going to continue in chapter 8, going on to, uh, to have a discussion about the diversity of the experience of the outpoured Spirit. And God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries, with two M's in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you, and have a great day.